worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's just worship. And let just saturate in the presence of God. Marinate in the presence of God. Begin to use your own words. Begin to just continue to sing those words. Whatever, wherever you're at, I just want you to find a, find a moment. Forget about who came with you on your right, your left, in front of you, behind you, online. Don't worry about anything else. Close, close your focus in and just welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit in your life. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, that we welcome you in our heart and in our life and in our mind. I pray that you would lead us, guide us, direct us. Oh, and as, as praises go up, blessings come down. As the prayers of the righteous man availeth much, God, Lord, answers are coming down. And I thank you, God, Lord, that the, the righteous men and women of God are here, made righteous because of the grace of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we can pray like righteous men and women because, God, Lord, we know we have the power of heaven and earth in us, working in us and through us. We don't need to worry about the world. We're world changers. And I thank you, God, Lord, that we can impact our world to change the world. You're going to make a big difference today in somebody's life. I want to read a scripture to you. <clears throat> and I've gone in three different sermons today, uh, pretty much. Uh, and I feel like the Holy Spirit's got something settled in right here for you guys today. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7 and 8, it says this. And as you go, preach. Everybody say preach. preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I want you to hold out your hand. The miracle's in your hand. There's a miracle in this house today. There's a miracle in your hand. The kingdom of heaven is right here. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out demons. I'm going to say that one again. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out demons. Woo! Yeah. Freely, freely you have received, freely you give. I've heard that scripture taught about giving way too much. And it's, oh, freely you give, receive, so, so make sure you tithe. And I repent forever quoting that scripture in a reference towards money when it has everything towards power. The power of God. The power of God. Holy Spirit, let the power of God fall in this place. I, we don't need to figure God out. We don't need to know more. We need to practice more. We need to engage more. We need to do less talking and more doing. We need to see and feel and experience the power of God on earth. Heaven is in our hand. Heaven is in our hand. Heaven is in our hand today. And I thank you, God, that heaven's about to touch earth. Heaven's touching earth. Heaven is touching earth. And what happens in heaven can now happen on earth. And I thank you. What we bind on earth, we bind in heaven. What we loose on earth, we loose in heaven. And I thank you, God, that what we do today will echo for eternity. And I thank you, Lord, that you're about to impact somebody's life in a supernatural, powerful way. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted a good amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Touch your neighbor next to you and say, you're blessed. We're going to see the Holy Spirit move today. Um, some of you don't uh, have never experienced miracles or signs or wonders around you before. You're going to see them. You'll see them today. 
which is really powerful. It's impacting. You know, when I was healed when I was a boy, I was nine years old, and I knocked out a piece of my tracheotomy. My father prayed over it, and the box that was in my throat literally came out of my throat. My throat was sealed overnight, and then my trachea, uh, the inch that I was missing, I was no longer missing because my father anointed me and prayed over me. That was nine years old. When I, when I walked through my life, I was, I, was, I, I, was, I was mad about my scars. I had a lot of scars, a lot of stories is what I would say, and I had a lot of scars in my life, and I was so insecure about them. I hated my scars, but then when I really accepted Jesus into my life, I learned to treasure the scars because they were part of my testimony. And then when I started embracing my testimony, instead of running my front of my testimony, I started walking in my anointing. And when I walked in my anointing, I prayed over somebody who's in a wheelchair and they stood up and they walked that day. I prayed for somebody at the Flagstaff Medical Hospital. He had tried to take his life, blew the back right side of his brain out, uh, trying to commit suicide, barely hung on to life, was in an induced coma and non-responsive. And then we went around his bed full of a room full of people who don't believe in Jesus. We took hands. I prayed over him, prayed over the the whole family and he woke up that instant and said I need water the whole family started crying gave their life to Jesus that very moment and I'm telling you miracles signs and wonders happen today there is some I'm, I'm saying these because I'm building your faith towards something some of you are so theologically dysfunctional and how you perceive God that you think the deeper you go in theological dives the more spiritual you'll be and I'm going to tell you right now that's exact opposite of what God wants you to do because you can so be uh, uh, intellectual and you can be so uh, uh, figure out, I'm, I'm going to figure this out, I'm going to know it, I'm going to learn it, I'm a, I'm a very sharp individual and you're going to try to figure God out that when things surpass your understanding you have no peace and that's why you are so frustrated is because you have lacked the ability to give up your understanding to have a peace that surpasses your understanding. So if I can't figure it out, if I don't know it, I don't believe it or I reject it or therefore I, I have never experienced it, therefore God must must not be the God that everyone says he is, and either they're wrong, or I'm wrong, or he's wrong, and now I've got an issue with God. Do y'all see where I'm going with this? It, we have this, we have to let go of our understanding. I, I can't figure it out all the time, and I'm glad I can't figure it out all the time. I'm glad I've got preachers and teachers in my life who don't say it perfect. Somebody said amen right there. I'm glad I've got leaders in my life who don't put it right, say it right, quote it right, because I don't want a polished person. I want a passionate person. Because passionate people can change the earth. Polished people only shine brightly for themselves. I don't want to shine brightly for me and show you how much I know about Scripture. I've memorized entire books of the Bible, but that doesn't make me better. All that makes me do is, is want to know more about Jesus. I just want to know more about Him. And, and when, you, when you get into a place where you just want to figure God out, you, you've missed the mark. You need to step back and say, God, let me experience that you're much bigger than I could ever imagine. Your ways are beyond my ways. Your thoughts are beyond my thoughts. Amen? And, and Anya, uh, Anya, a lady in this church, her daughter came to us and we were praying for her daughter and her daughter uh, was battling leukemia, wasn't producing red blood cells, prayed for her. And this was just a couple weeks ago. We prayed for her and guess what? She's producing red blood cells and now she's like this poster girl of a testimony of God's goodness. Come on, give God some praise. And Pentecost Sunday, that's what it's all about. We want to all stop at, some of us got frozen at the cross or frozen at the tomb. The tomb represents a dark place in your life, and some of you just want to be miserable and in the dark about everything, but you're not supposed to stay at the tomb, and you weren't supposed to stay at the cross at the point of your pain and shame. You were supposed to move beyond the cross just like Jesus did, beyond the tomb like Jesus did, into a place of resurrection, oh, I'm going to preach today, resurrection power where the Holy Spirit pours out in your life, and you are not some pathetic Christian who knows a lot and does very little, but you are 
are a Christian who can walk the walk and talk the talk. It says, when I walk into a room, people change. When I walk into a, there was a man named Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth was so powerful and so, did such revivals back in the day. And I know it's a funny name, Wigglesworth. I love that God uses people who don't look the part or have the name. Uh, I like it when it's, it's, it's the, the abstract because God says, if I can use Wigglesworth, <laughs> I can use your funny, goofy self too. Amen. And Wigglesworth was just on a train. He was just reading. He was just reading. But he devoted his life to God and was on the train just reading. He was just sitting there reading his Bible, spending time with the Holy Spirit. And as he was doing that, people, hundreds, n- n- not, not five, not ten, not even just one, hundreds of people on the train coming from other carts, Boom, dropped to their knees and said, I just want to repent and give my life. to." He hasn't said a word. They just repent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. They're just falling around him saying, I just want to give my life to Jesus. I need to repent and give my life to Jesus. I need to repent and give my life to Jesus. I want to repent. He walked into another powerful man, walked into a warehouse, a steel worker's house, walked into that place, and all of a sudden, manufacturing shut down. He just walked in, and everything stopped, and people started walking over saying, I give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Never said a word. Never got an announcement, never preached a sermon, and yet the power of walking just with the Holy Spirit where he went changed the atmosphere. It changed. It changed. It changed everybody who didn't have to say a thing. And I want to go back to this scripture that we just read and hearken to what Jesus said. Jesus was calling these disciples and he says, Hey, I want you to go. Where's my, my goers here? Where's my, my, uh, Bible scholars, my little studious, wonderful people who want to, my believers and Christians who say, I want to go and change the world. It doesn't matter what age you are. I'm talking about my students of faith. Where are you at right now? Because I'd be be like one of them. You got Jesus in front of you. I'm a Bible college student. And Jesus is like, okay, here we go. I want you to go. Oh, okay, great. We get to go. We're going to do it. Okay, good. I'm taking notes. You all taking notes? They were taking notes. That's how we have the scripture. And so they were taking notes and they're like, oh, okay. All right, what do we do? He says, go preach. They're like, oh, I love to talk. How many know somebody who likes to talk? Go ahead, raise their hand for them. Some of them like the spotlight so much, they just, you know you're a talker. Go ahead, raise your hand, you crazy talkers, you. Some of the, we, that's why we put them as greeters. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to Bridge Church. We love you. Come on in here. How was your week? How's your month? How's your year going? Let's talk about it. Are you been sitting in your life? You've been doing good in your life? And they like, they love you. Hey, let's get your birthday. Let's get your, <laughs> they're getting all your information. How many kids do you have? How long have you been together? What are, you, are you married? And they just, because we put those talkers there. That's where they should be. That's why I, I get report after report about people who love our church because we're the most welcoming church and we hug everybody. You can't leave here without getting greeted. And the few people that I've talked to that ha- weren't greeted when they first got here, my question isn't, aren't we a greeting church? It was, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say? Because I bet they were speaking to them. Because let me just tell you, we, we put people in certain places to, so that you can experience this. Because these wonderful disciples were commissioned on purpose. Jesus didn't be like, oh, let's just, whoever, do whatever. And he's like, this is what you're going to do. So they're taking notes. You're taking notes. Okay, here we go. So then he's going to give them the message that will change the world. Are you ready? Here we go. He says, go preach. Ready? The kingdom of God is at hand. (laughs) Kingdom of God is at hand. Okay, 
Point one. Is that the title of your message? Okay, here we go. How many points do you have? Do you have any sub points? What about a story? Jesus, do you have a story that can make them laugh? Because, oh gosh, it's so hard to speak to a church if you don't get them to laugh first and get a good joke in there every once in a while or a goofy story. Do you have an anecdote? Do you, what about like a little parallel that we can, a parable? Oh, a parable would be great. Do you have a parable for us? And there, I, I could imagine, I would be asking these questions and I'm like, what, other, what, what things do you want us to quote? How do you want He says, no, just go preach the kingdom of heaven in his hand. And then, and then, here's your calling. I want to tell everybody, there's a lot of people who search for their calling. This is your calling as a believer. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard. Woo! Say it one more time, church. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out demons. After we preach, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, 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 wait, 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 I, I, get, I get that, but what, what, what else? I mean, you know, we've seen you do it. What if I told you all, let's all stand up, you're going to leave here today, and your assignment for the week is go find a morgue, go find a graveyard, you're going to raise somebody from the dead, okay, all right, you're going to go find somebody with cancer, you're going to cleanse them, that's what leprosy is for us, and then you're going to go into a hospital and find the sickest person you can do, and I want you to just lay hands on them and pray for them for a while, and they're going to get better. What if I told you that is your assignment, and you can't come back to church till you do it? <laughs> I wonder what attendance would look like the next day. Because this is not an easy thing, but Jesus said it like, just go do it. Just go, just go. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Also, but preach the kingdom of heaven in his hand, then heal the sick. Okay. Cleanse the leopard. Oh. Raise the dead. Oh. Jesus. Help us. Cast out demons. Oh, my Lord. Cast out demons? No, no, no. That's not our thing. That's your thing. Right? This, this looks daunting at the very least. Some of you are eager beavers over there. You're just like, yeah, let's go do something crazy for Jesus. And you want to go out there and do this. But let me just tell you, be careful. You ought to have a fear and a reverence of that kind of power. Some, there were seven, uh, uh, the seven sons of Sceva. They were just like, oh, you guys cast out demons? Oh, and they wanted to go like a party trick. We'll do that too. Just to impress our friends, you know, and like, oh, watch this. Be healed. And we, <laughs> some people want to follow the Holy Spirit. So I want Jesus in my life so I can walk around and be like, yeah, repent. Talk to my boss. Fix your attitude. Talk to, we, we want this like power like it's some kind of party trick. And it's not. Seven sons of Sceva walked out with, with, with just wanting the power but wanting no relationship. And the devil looked right at them. And he said, I know Peter. I know Jesus. I don't know you. And he came and whooped them. You ever gotten a, not, not a beating, a whooping. <laughs> Taken out by the shed and get a whooping. And, and this whooping was so bad, he beat them naked. Terrible. Like that is a beat down and a half. Why? Because, look, I don't want to send a bunch of people out there saying, oh, we're just going to go do this, but have no reverence to the power that you can possibly walk in. You ought to have a reverence of, Lord, do you want me to pray for it? It's like the message a few weeks ago I prayed. David said, bring me the ephod that I might pray. Is this my battle? That I might pray. Is this my mountain? That I might pray. Is that where I should go? Lord, I know I can heal everybody I come in contact with, but do you want me to heal them? Do you want me to deliver them? Do you want me to cast that demon out? Do you want me to cleanse the leopard? You ought to walk up and say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What did that mean? It meant the authority was with them and they were submitted to that authority. Jesus was walking in this kind of authority. After this, you talk about this. I want you to think about some of the miracles. Who walked by somebody in their shadow healed them? Peter. 
the shadow. Some of y'all are afraid of your shadow rather than empowered. And, and, and then while Peter was working, Peter was working. Let me just talk to you about your job. You have your purpose in life. You have your calling in life. I just showed you your calling. And then after that, then you have your job. Your job, it could be lots of different directions. It could be your family. It could be your uh, career. It could be a lot of different things. You have a job in your life. Your calling is to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth and make disciples. How do you make disciples? He said, go, preach the kingdom of heaven as hand. Make them disciples. You can't, can't really create disciples when you have no power. When you have real power, you know how to make disciples. So a lot of people are like, well, how do we make disciples? Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. When you do these things, you're going to help create powerful disciples. What we have done is we have taught a lot of people about Jesus, but not imparted the power of Jesus. Therefore, we have a lot of voyeurs and not a lot of disciples. And what we need to do is flip the script a little bit and empower people to go do what he called us to do. And so in your job, you have your job. Peter, Peter was just working. Peter was working and making tents. I want to talk to you about your jobs because you, don't, you have a full-time ministry uh, position. So let me talk to you about your jobs. Peter had a job, not just running the whole church, but he had a job of making tents. And as he was just building tents, people walked over and they would take a sweatband and go away. And then they'd go back to their children, lay it on them, and they'd be healed. They'd walk over and take a tool from Peter. They'd walk over and bring it back to the person who was in leprosy, lay it on them, and they would be healed. I'm telling you, when you get your priorities right of your purpose with God, your calling in God, your job will be more anointed and powerful. It will be more impactful, more productive. You won't have to worry, God, how? How am I going to do the ministry when I'm building tents? God says, be faithful to me first, and I'll make everything you do anointed. Everything that touches you will be anointed. So how do we do that? How do we walk in this power? Go with me to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee at John, uh, to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you're coming to me? But Jesus answered and said, I'm permitted to be so, for thus it is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately. Listen and picture this cinematic piece right here. Came up immediately, water parting everywhere, and then behold, the heavens opened, the clouds parted, and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Everybody said amen right there. Amen. This is a powerful piece of scripture because we not only see how Jesus was obedient to righteousness and how we need to be obedient for righteousness. And we need to step in that obedience and sacrifice so that we can step into that place to where we can receive the Holy Spirit and host, I want you to write this down, host the Holy Spirit. I want you to begin to think about hosting the Holy Spirit because that's where I'm going to land today for this message and where the main content is going to come from. The gifts of the Spirit are powerful and without reproach, no expiration date. Right, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, faith, miracle signs, wonder. All those are wonderful things. Discernment, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, great gifts of the Spirit. Then there's also the fruits of the Spirit. Those are all wonderful pieces and wonderful parts. But you can't have that and you can't operate in healings and signs and miracles and wonders until you learn how to host the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus then from the rest of his ministry, he would always say this. He would say, what would he say? Well, he'd go to do something. He'd say, I can't do it unless the Father told me to do it. 
And then they say, oh, what are you saying? He said, I'm not saying anything unless the Father tells me to say anything. Oh, where are we going? I'm not going anywhere unless the Father tells me to go somewhere. Because Jesus got into a place where he learned how to host the Holy Spirit. And he was saying, look, look, now Jesus didn't earn his divinity and he didn't earn this. Because if you see this in the wrong perspective, like he earned his divinity and became God, then he was never God to begin with. But we know that Jesus was Emmanuel, God in the flesh. And he didn't earn his divinity because if you see that he earned it, then you're going to think that it's an earning process for you and that you are not looking for gifts. You're looking for rewards because it's not by faith. It is by works and you are operating in the wrong direction. So you got to see how Jesus did not earn this. Jesus was God in the flesh and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and remained on him without restraint because he is God. Amen. Amen. Okay. We have to see that. It's a very clear picture because it, you'll start seeing these gifts. People look at church people and they're like, oh man, they cast out a demon. They healed somebody. They did miracle signs and wonders. And, and either you don't believe in it and you're rejecting it or the other side is, I wish I could. And you look at it as if I'm just better and holier and, and if I know more or if I practice more, then I'll, then I'll be, it's like, practice the whole, what? No. That's not, that, that's not how this works. Jesus began to host the Holy Spirit wherever he walked. Because, and he gave us the picture of the dove because he wanted to paint a visual for us. Let me talk to you a little bit about hosting. Before I do that, I, I, I do want to uh, encourage you uh, uh, to just open up your mind to a greater dimension of saying, God, I want to let go of my understanding and I want to, I just feel this in the spirit right now because I feel like somebody's understanding is trying to block you and stop you. So just right now, I want, I want, in fact, I'm going to pray for you. I know I don't, I don't normally do this. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for anybody who's just battling in their mind and their thought life right now. could be in person, online. I can feel it. I can feel a resistance. I can feel just this battle in our mind. In Jesus' name, I submit every thought to Christ. And we submit every, every heart and mind to Christ. We can't heal brains when our thought life belongs to ourselves. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Uh, so uh, this host life, right? And I put my towel up here because, you know, when you think of a host, a maitre d', you know, taking you to your table right here. Emily and I watched the spring baking show. You know, anybody ever watch the baking shows? Nobody? Am I the only nerd? Okay, all right, here. I, I, I like to watch the baking shows, and I think they're fun. And we get into it, and we binge watch these things. And I've learned a few things. When you're watching a show that's nothing about pastries and sweets at, in the middle of the night, you want pastries and sweets in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, let's go get Culver's. Are they open? <laughs> like, let's go get custard. Let's go get ice cream. I'm just thinking about all these desserts. So that's number one. The number two thing I learned is when these guys started getting like worked up and they're getting all fired up and they're getting ready to do their thing, they have this little move, you know, like a, a real chef has this move of like, this is when they're getting to work and it really gets real. And then I, I want to tell you today, this is my first little point, and it'll make sense here in a minute, is that I'm about to do some work, and the Holy Spirit is about to do some work in your life. So I'm throwing this over my shoulder, not throwing the towel in, because I'm a, the Holy Spirit, I need you to get your heart ready. The Holy Spirit is about to do a great, great, great work in you, a great work in you, a great work in you. Amen. So when you host somebody, right, you ever hosted somebody at your home? You had somebody, like, you bring it up, not, not. Not family, not because fa family. You're like ah, we don't need to clean. It's family, <laughs> y'all. Right. All right, so ah, uh, it's just the kids coming already. Right. We don't need to. Oh, or it's just like those certain relatives that actually help you clean because they see how desperate you are for a cleaning. So they come over and they're like, I'll do the dishes for you. Yeah, and they do dishes and laundry. You're like, and when I, my mom's coming over, I'm like, just leave it. Mom loves to do laundry. <laughs> like she really loves to do laundry. I'm just like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. But I'm talking about somebody that you host and you're like, I want to bring somebody new into my home. 
You may not have the best home or the brightest home or the biggest home, but you, you, take pride, you should take pride in your home. It, contentment is godliness. And let me just tell you, if you're always traveling to other cities, other homes, and, and the only thing you feel when you go to, on vacation, when you go to somebody else's place, or you go to another church, or you go to a conference, is all you're wishing is that place was more like this place, and you, you don't really like where you are. It, let me just tell you, you got to change your heart a little bit, because where God has placed you is good enough, and what God has given you is good enough, and what God has blessed you with is enough. And when you start taking care of what is enough, God will give you more than enough. Oh, that's better preaching than what y'all are clapping like. But it's truth. It's powerful truth. And so I'm going to be thankful for the church I have, the place I have, the home I have, the car I have. Why? Because I'm content. So anyway, so, and, and if you grew up without, if you grew up kind of poor like me, like sometimes we had no money, sometimes it seemed like we had a little money, and, and I, my mama had one rule. We may not have much, but we're going to take care of it, Right? And you're going to clean it. You're going to make it look good. And, and, and when we have somebody come over and when I have somebody come over to our house, I want it all nice. Can I borrow you? Yeah. Come here, victim. Volunteer. All right. Here we go. So if he's coming, he's, we got a wonderful new guest coming into our home. I would just feel, oh, my gosh. Right? What would you do? When they first, you open the door, right? Come on, help me. Some of you, some of you person who are really good at hosting, you're like, Welcome. Is that what we say? Oh, thanks for coming to my house. And then what do we do? We take him around, and this guy's like a manly man. So you're like, okay, let me show you the grill and the backyard. And let me show you all of this, the stuff we know he would like. And then you take him to the stuff that he may not be too into. Like, let me show you the bedroom with my bed that's full of 30 pillows that I'm not allowed to touch. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's beautiful. Oh, we just painted it here. And then you take him over here, and then you're showing him other rooms, and you're showing him people. You're like, I got all my kids all dressed up and ready. Aren't they well-behaved? Introduce yourself. Use your words. Use your words. Use your words. And, and you get them to introduce it, and then you're taking them like, all right, here we go. And you're taking them around, and you're showing them. You're like, oh, my gosh, I hope they like my All you're thinking about is, I hope they like my place. I hope they like. And then you take them in, and you're like, okay, here we go. I got a buffet for you, all kinds of food for you. That's how you host somebody. But most of the time, have you ever done this? Have you ever gone to a home? That the first thing you, you walk in the door like, oh, thank God you're here. Come on in. We'll find a place wherever you can. Oh, it's just crazy right now. No, that room's a bit. Just find your way out. Make yourself, just figure it out. You'll find your way around. And, and, and you ever, that would be the, like, the moment I leave, right? Or you're like, or you come in and you're like, oh my God, thank goodness you're here. We were just arguing, all of us, all of us before you came over. Come on, y'all know that's real. And we were just fighting and screaming. Kids are mad, they're all hiding in their room, and she's all mad at me because I wasn't cleaning, and I'm never a good husband, and I don't do enough. And we're, we're, we talk about, and we're like, but thank God you're here. At least we had a buffer now. And this guy would have that face like, huh, right. How long am I supposed to be here? <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Good job, man. But you have, you have we, we, could, we could host and we could bring, but, but how many times have we done that with the Holy Spirit? Where we say, oh, thank God, this room's a mess. That's terrible. I don't even like that. That wasn't done, right? This isn't fixed. Do you do anything? How much work can you do while you're here? And we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't host the Holy Spirit. We, we hold them hostage. We don't, we don't say, now look, I, what I'm not preaching is preaching you got to have your home perfect and in order, your heart, your life. What you got to do is just simply say, hey, Holy Spirit, welcome. Welcome into my life. This is just the band and ministry team getting ready. Don't be distracted by them. 
This is, this is an opportunity for us to reevaluate the way we host the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you took a break during work and said, Holy Spirit? And I know some of you right now, you're like, I work like all the time. I don't got time for that. We don't have breaks like you, okay? We don't do, we're not ministers and pastors where we only have to work on one day a week. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't work on one day a week. We, 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 we have all this work to do. We, can't, we, have, we don't have time for that. Let me just tell you, I know a lot of people will take a smoke break. Will you take a break for Jesus too? I know a lot of people who will take a break to talk about their boss. Oh, everybody got real quiet. I, I, I know people who love to take a break, and, and, and you would pull over on the side of the road if you saw a herd of deer or elk walking by, but if the Holy Spirit struck you in the car and worship was happening, you'd be like, oh, I got somewhere to be. I can't really stop and worship right now or pray because I don't have time for that. But we'll pull over for an animal, but we won't pull over for the Holy Spirit in our life. Because we need to learn how to host the Holy Spirit, not just in our home, but in our life, at our work, at our church. When we go around, when we're going traveling on vacation, Holy Spirit, come into this moment. Holy Spirit, go with me. I just want to pause, family. Let's take a moment and let's just invite and welcome the Holy Spirit right now into this moment. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. I know a man of God who would repent if he had gone longer than 15 minutes without bringing up the name of Jesus in a conversation. And you may not, you're more like 15 days, but if if you can get to maybe 15 hours, we're getting closer. And then, of course, he gives us the illustration of the dove. I've had my towel up here for you, and I've had to readjust it to make sure it stayed up there. Put, Put it up right there. Why? Because he gave us the Holy, he gave us the picture of the dove. Why? Because he didn't, not, not the perspective that he is flighty but the perspective that we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If you had a dove in your hand, on your shoulder, how would you walk? If you wanted to keep him there. Most of us are like, oh, I ain't got time for this. I'll see you on Sunday. But really, the, uh, the way we can walk in the fullness of our calling of healing, deliverance, and cleansing, and power of God is how we host the Holy Spirit it should change the way we move. It should change the way we walk. It should change the way we talk. It should change our volume. It should change how we respond, how we react. We should have to make adjustments to it. We should have to coordinate an outfit to blend in with it. We should have to do something. Something ought to change in our life to say, okay, I've made room. I, I've ch- I went and picked some things up. I made adjustments because I want more of you. The Shunammite woman had the word of God coming and going from her house, but she said, no, no more of that. I want you to dwell. So she made a room. Your home may not be perfect. Your car may not be perfect. Your heart may not be perfect. Your mind definitely is not perfect. But God, you can still say, Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. Holy Spirit, I want to make some room. Oh yeah, help me. I want to change my thought life. Yeah, help me. I want to fix my heart. Clean. you created me a clean heart, oh God. Isn't that what the Word of God says? How are we hosting the Holy Spirit? How are we adjusting? How are we changing our life to say, I want to fulfill the calling. I want to fulfill the power of God in my life. Let's stand. We're going to close here in just a second. I, I, want, to, I want to host the Holy Spirit. What, how, let me just ask you, what's your host skills? Let's go, let's go to that. Ten being a great host, one being terrible. But what number are you at? Because we need, to, we need to be honest with ourselves. I'm hearing some low numbers up here. I'm praying for all of our leaders right now. 
But no, we, we want to we be able to host the Holy Spirit every moment of every day and say, Holy Spirit, I, I want you to have a place in my life. So then I'm going to be faithful, number one, because this is your purpose. If you hadn't caught it, I've been preaching it for the last 15 minutes. Your purpose in life is to host the Holy Spirit. Your purpose in life. You don't need to go on a sojourn. You don't need to go on a soul searching. Oh, I need to find myself. And why God put me on this earth? Why are we here? What is life? What is peace? Oh, no, 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 no. I got it for you. You are created as a vessel of worship. You are the temple of the living God. And you are created to host the Holy Spirit. If you believe that, give God a real praise in this place. I host the Holy Spirit. I, I don't need to pray, God, I hope a miracle. Think about these disciples. I, if, you, if you weren't in connection and in relationship with Jesus and you didn't host the Holy Spirit, I'd be afraid. I hope a miracle happens. I hope, I hope a healing happens. I hope something happens. No, I don't have to worry about that. He's got that. I can just walk because he's coming with me. And if he's coming with me, all things are possible. Oh, now miracles, signs, wonders, healing, deliverance. I can cast out demons. They got to flee because I've got him with me oh man this is more powerful than I. I i i really believe that if we get in tune with this we're going to start seeing twenty-five thousand people come to know jesus in flagstaff i want all of northern arizona we're three years old and we're about to buy a thirty thousand square foot building why because the lord says okay keep growing we're not going to let grass grow under our feet. I've got him with me. So then now everything I plan, think, and do has to be like, is this, is this what you want? Do you want, us to, you want the whole city? You want everybody? Okay, just tell me where. <laughs> and we just follow because he didn't say, oh, I came that one may be saved. I came that all might come to know the glory of God, the name of Jesus Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I came and died and gave my soul so that all could be filled. I came to get them all. And that's, that's why we host. Oh, so we're ready, we're ready, are we ready, we're ready, we're ready. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads right now because I feel like we're ready in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's telling me now's the time. So I, I'm praying right now and I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit told me today that he's gonna, he's gonna deal with brain injuries. So I, I wanna talk to some people who got some brain injuries and some issues in the brain. Uh, even mental issues and disorders. Somebody diagnosed you with ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenia, autism, Down syndrome when you were younger. And right now the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to heal them right now. I'm going to heal their mind. I'm going to heal their brain. I'm going to heal their brain. So for those who need that healing in your brain, maybe it's a trauma, maybe it's a CTE, maybe, whatever that is, I want you to, no one's looking around, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. In fact, you know what? While you keep your hands up, if you know somebody who's battling autism and Down syndrome and those kind of things, and you know they need to be healed and want to be healed, I want you to raise their hand right now. Raise your hand for them right now. Okay, good. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Okay? Now I want to pray for the body. I want to pray. Keep your hands up while I'm going to ask some more people. If there's a healing that you need in your body and you need it, and, and the Lord told me specifically it was spine. It was, it was upper spine area. And, and, and the Lord said, I want to heal that today. I'm going to heal. If you have a healing anywhere in your body, but specifically spine too, I want you to raise your hand right now too. Raise your hand. Thank you for those hands. Go up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Yep. We're about to heal your body. Oh, your body. About to stretch out your hand. You're about to stretch out your arm. You're about to heal. Your neck is about to get straightened out. Scoliosis is going away. Lord's going to do something. Keep your hand raised. Now, 
what we're going to do, we got a lot of hands raised, so I can't pray for everybody, but this is what we're going to do. Now, keep your hand up. Don't get scared by what I'm about to say. I'm about to ask everybody who doesn't have their hand up to pray for somebody who does have their hand up, okay? Now, if you've never prayed for anybody, don't worry. Take a deep breath. All you have to do is put your just a hand on their shoulder, and you're just going to sit. You don't have to scream. You don't have to yell. You don't have to pray long. You don't have to spit. You don't have to push. You don't do anything like that. You just simply say, Holy Spirit, you're going to heal them, and I believe it. And if, maybe ask them, what do you want healing for, and pray over that healing, okay? This is, again, Jesus didn't do it all. He empowered the disciples to do so I'm going to empower you. So, And if you have prayed for people before, guess what? I don't need a, an hour-long prayer. We're going to have 60 seconds where you're just going to go pray, and you're just going to pray a simple prayer and believe that the Lord's going to heal them. So now everybody eyes up and open. And with every hand, look at, look at the hands raised. I want everybody who doesn't have a hand raised to find somebody who does have a hand raised. Leave no one untouched. Everybody, let's find somebody. Let's find somebody. Everybody, find somebody. Find somebody around you. Find somebody around you. Yep. Yep. We got a couple people up here. Do we got a couple other prayer warriors that can come down here and pray for a couple people? Yeah, there you go. Come on. Make sure everybody's touched. Everybody's touched. You touched? Praying? You need somebody else to pray? Both of you got your hands raised? You need somebody? Lord, in Jesus' name, right here. Yeah, let's go there, Tila. Come here. Lay hands. Lay hands. Lay hands on them. Right here. Right here. Just put your hand on Come on, Chad. Omar. Please jump in there. Jesus name, 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 Lord, more than words. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it, Lord. You're doing it, Lord. You're doing it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, you're doing it. And God, Lord, she knows she can feel it. She has faith for it. And she can see it now, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God, Lord. You are giving it to her. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, 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 amen. Okay, 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 okay. So now that you prayed for him, okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh, it, he, Jesus said, go preach the kingdom ahead of his hand, then just do all the miracles. One little phrase, heal everything. It was pretty powerful. And, and, and not only that, but then we saw Peter walk around, miracle after miracle, Paul. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracles. Healing, healing, healing. Paul would walk into entire villages and heal, heal entire towns. So I already know that the Lord's already given the answer. I already know that the Lord has done a work. Now, some of you may need a blood scan or, or a report from a doctor to officially know. And you can wait if you'd like to. Some of you, you felt it and you know it that the Lord healed you right when you were touched and you were prayed for. Even during when I said we're about to pray, you could feel the Holy Spirit touching your life and you could feel something happening. If you feel, and this is, I don't want you to fake it. I want you to, I want you to know like, hey, I know the Lord healed me. If the Lord did heal you and did a miracle, I want you to wave your hand right now. Wave your hand wherever you're at. If you know that the Lord did a miracle, 
right here, right here, right here, right here. In the back, the back corner. Yeah, keep waving your hand, girl. Well, right there, yep. Wave your hand, wave it, wave it, wave it. Come on, let's give God some praise. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Now, for those of you who weren't able to raise your hand, God's going to give it to you, okay? Don't worry about it. God, the pressure's not on you. It's on Him, okay? I, 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 some miracles take longer. I, I prayed for a baby in 13, over 13 years. Miracle, right? Some prayers come at a cost. Some miracles, every blessing has a burden. You gotta, you, okay, so some burdens you're carrying, but the Lord's about to bless you. And there's a miracle of deliverance and healing and signs and wonders coming your way. And if you weren't able to raise your hand today, I pray part of it is just you need a doctor's report, just like Anya's daughter did. She just needed the doctor to tell her she's producing red blood cells. So whatever it is for you, I pray we start hearing miracles. Let us know about it too so we can celebrate with you. Uh, that you walked out of here and like all of a sudden you could drive, you could see, you could think. Your migraines, some of you were praying. Who was praying for migraines? You had migraines, serious migraines. The Lord told me that you're going to get a healing. Yep, right there, right there. And right in the back, yep. And you felt, you felt it in the back, didn't you? You were praying for migraines and you know that the Lord healed you? Yes, the Lord did heal you. And the Lord is going to continue to heal people who are dealing with migraines, severe, serious migraines. And, and I believe that the Lord's going to bless you with that. This whole week, you're all of a sudden you're gonna wake up tomorrow and you that timing you should have had a migraine, you won't have a migraine anymore. Forgive me if you're new to praying and stewing in the spirit. This is me listening to the Holy Spirit while I watch what the Lord wants to do. Um, but I, I just want to feel if there's anything else that the Lord wants us to do today. All right. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done. And just as your Holy Spirit will do, you're going to seal everything. You've done healing. You've brought revelation. And part of the Holy Spirit also is to seal. Seal this word and this anointed time right now in our mind, in our heart, in our spirit, that we may not forget it. And when we need to remember it, let it be brought to our remembrance that we have experienced the Holy Spirit. And for, oh yeah, somebody got a touch of the Holy Spirit while I was just praying. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Somebody who needs a baptism of the Holy Spirit, stretch up your hand right now. If you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit, raise your hand and we're gonna pray for you. If you see somebody with their hand up, stretch your hand towards them. We don't need to go towards them, but if you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're gonna pray for you. Raise your hand up and we're gonna stretch our hands towards you. Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Everybody who's got your hands raised that you wanna be filled, just say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Baptize me, fill me, fill me to the top, God, overflowing that I might speak in tongues, prophesy, have a word of knowledge, have a word of wisdom, be able to have faith and miracles and healings. God, Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you're about to do it. A gift of discernment. God, Lord, the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit are about to be made manifest in their life. And that's not tears they're crying. That's a touch and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that is right there with them. And I thank you, God, that we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Oh, we are filled. Just begin to say, I am filled, 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 I am filled. Everybody who sought it, the Bible says Cornelius sought it, and while Peter was preaching, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And right now you've been filled with the Holy Spirit because the Word not only became flesh, but soon now the Word has been made spirit. So when there's more than just words being shared, let me just speak into your heart and your mind right now. It's more than just information. It's impartation. And when, when a preacher preaches, when songs are sung, there is a spirit of impartation that goes forth. And more than what I say, it's who is speaking through me that empowers you and empowers every word. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit, impacted by the Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus walked into that room when they were full of fear after he had died and they were full of doubt. And he had to talk to Thomas in the whole room. And after he had done, dealt with fear and dealt with doubt, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the breath of life for each and every one of us. Oh, Holy Spirit, we receive you. And every single person under the sound of my voice who has received something good from God today, I want you to just give God some praise. Lift up a shout. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's lift up a shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. I, I hope you leave here a little tired. Just like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. Right? And not because the preaching was boring, but because the Holy Spirit has ministered to you. And then not only that, there's that work that's been done. I, I'm going to use a word, and it's going to sound a little off color, but you're going to get it. I want this word to haunt you. I want on Monday you wake up and you're like, host, 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 host. I want you to turn on your favorite Netflix show and all they talk about is hosting. And then you go to a restaurant and your hostess can't stop saying, I'm here to host you, I'm here to host you, I'm here to host you. And you just hear it everywhere you go. So then the Holy, literally all you think about 24-7 is Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I host you. Holy Spirit, I host you. Holy Spirit, I host you. Because when you operate in that purpose, your calling and anointing will be powerful. And when your calling and anointing is powerful, your job will always be productive. Everything you touch will be blessed then. That is the priorities of life. Okay? Amen. I want to speak this bridge declaration. Be dismissed. Have a wonderful Sunday, and we'll see you next week. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. God bless you, Bridge. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.